Hello everyone, it's 4 p.m., which means it's 8 p.m., it's 4 a.m., it's 3 p.m., it's 1 p.m., and as always, it's Anytime Anywhere, brought to you by Sprunk, even though we have not had a Sprunk in, uh, two days? I'm losing track of how many days, but whatever. Two days with no Sprunk. We might have one later tonight, but not right now, because we're gonna get this little doohickey done, and then we're gonna go to bed. And get some sleep. You guys heard how we sounded yesterday. My date, quote-unquote, with Angel yesterday was literally just both of us sleeping while we're on FaceTime. <laughs> I actually woke up and we were still on the phone, so... Props, shout out to her internet for finally not screwing everything up for us. So that's great. So I went to work this morning, and that was the majority of the stuff that's happened so far. Well, I went to work... Then I went to the gym. Then I bought marshmallows to play Chubby Puppy later. Then I, um, just dropped my phone. Then I went back to Wawa to get my free shorty that I forgot about. Which, funny story, this dude, I'm holding the door for him to go in. He's like, thanks, sir, you're hired. And I was like, Haha, I already work here. <laughs> that was, I don't know why that was amusing to me, but it was. Um... Also, and then I came home now, I did a little bit of chores, not really, and then I'm gonna go to bed, because now we're closing out this week, I am, look, I'm not gonna go to church tomorrow, I'm just gonna say it like it is, I, I don't see myself going to church in the morning, just because, you know, I'm gonna wake up at 10pm, and I'm gonna be on the phone with Angel for like 12 hours for a date, but you know, um, remember I used to wake up at 10 to work at Wawa overnight, and then I could never stay awake in church, so probably not going to church. Um, yeah. So, what did being a pilot teach me? Well, taught me how to deal with engine failures. Remember I was talking about yesterday, which I'm going to come back to and re-go over all that, but... Remember, I was talking about engine failure procedures, and that's the main emergency we practice, and blah, blah, blah. Well, I had an engine failure while I was driving today. I don't know. I flamed out the engine. I opened the throttle, I guess, when I was downshifting, and there was a giant backfire, like a pop in the air filter, and the engine just died. And I was like, hmm, that's cool. So I restarted the engine, and... Well, first, I put on the, uh, like, the blinker. I don't have cautions, so I put on one of my turn signals, uh, and then was, like, coasting to a stop. Luckily, it was, like, a side street, and there was nobody there anyways. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out what's going on. I try to rev the bike, I try to shift gears, and I was like, hmm, interesting. Like, I was trying to verify that it actually died, and then you know, uh, then I tried to restart it, so I went through the checklist, and it's funny because I did do, so the emergency procedure for an engine failure, at least in general aviation, is the ABCs, the little A, B, C, D, E, and it's like air, airspeed for best glide, well, I mean, I had the bike in neutral, <laughs> so there's your best glide, um, did I, I don't remember if I put it in neutral or it was already in neutral, but, yeah, so neutral would be best glide because the gears aren't connected to the um, the drive shaft, so or the engine's not connected to the drive shaft. So there's your best glide, um, best place to land. You know, getting out of traffic. I did that. C is checklist. 
try to correct the problem. So in a plane, make sure the mixture's in, fuel's on, mags are on, try to restart the engine. So I, you know, I shifted the gears around a little bit. Uh, I blipped the throttle a little bit. Then I put down the kill switch, made sure that it was active and, you know, ran the ignition and boom, it came back. So there's checklists. You know, and then if that didn't work, which it did luckily, but if that didn't work, then you declare emergency, and in a plane, it's, you know, radio 121.5, squawk 7700, you know, mayday, 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 blah, 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 blah. You don't have to do any of that in a car or bike because, well, you know, we don't use radios. So, but, you know, that would probably be, I don't know, if it's really bad and you crash, you call 911. If it's not, you call tow truck, whatever. Uh... And then exit, get out of the vehicle, or get out of the phone. So, I, well, I didn't have to do that again. But, you know, I love how my ABCs and my pilot training, which that's one of the things we went over yesterday, was beneficial to me riding my motorcycle in real life. Just another example of why pilots and bikers, a lot of the time, you know, overlaps. Like, if you do one, you do the other. So, a funny story from this morning. I don't know why I had this funny thought, but we've started using, like, the bill... Um, markers at work to see if it's a bill's fake or not so I was thinking <laughs> this is stupid like you know how a bill marker works right if it's if you mark on the bill and it's clear it's real if it's black it's fake right so I was thinking customer comes up pisses me off and I don't want to help them right they give me money I use the quote unquote bill marker I pull out a sharpie and I mark it obviously a black sharpie is going to be black whether the bill's real or fake so i pull out a sharpie and mark it and say your bill's fake <laughs> that's funny to me all right i told it to my boss he kind of smiled a little bit but not much and i was like come on that was funny but apparently it was not so yeah so again i worked went to the gym got my marshmallows went back to wawa to get gas and my free shorty that i forgot about and they made me tape off the air machine now i'm back here gonna go to sleep and that's it that's the whole day but now i wanted to go back a little bit about yesterday since i was just apparently sleep deprived and sound like an idiot the whole time first of all um well actually no also i want to sum up my week and you know checklisting again like I like to do, but we did airplane, we did the Kumas, we cleaned the bike, time with Angel, writing, podcast, um, the gym, the only one I didn't hit was church, I'm gonna unpack some boxes in my room, and hopefully, at some point, probably next week, get to put some stuff, the bed and stuff in storage, but, you know, aside from that, most of the stuff in that list of stuff to do this week, we accomplished, we're making solid progress. Now, I wanted to properly talk about the flying, because I didn't really get a chance to do that. I mean, I maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but okay. So, obviously, like I told you guys, the first thing I did was photo shoot with Corey. I pre-flighted the plane, and it was kind of weird pre-flighting that plane for two reasons. Number one, I haven't done a pre-flight in a while. Number two, it's a different plane. So, a lot of it's the same, you know, test the ailerons, test the test the elevator, like test the flight control surfaces, make sure there's no missing pieces, make sure everything moves smoothly and freely, uh, you know, make sure there's no nicks or scratches in the 
dent or dents in the propeller, make sure there's no cracks in the exhaust, make sure the alternator's tight, make sure the windshield's not broken, the general condition of the aircraft is okay, make sure the tires are inflated and not bald, make sure there's no leaking fluids, make sure oil's full, fuel is full. All your general pre-flight stuff, make sure the pitot heat is on, or the pitot tube is heated uh, and clear of obstruction. Make sure the stall horn is clear of obstruction. You can test it if you want. I didn't because I don't need a stall horn to recognize a stall. Anyways, um, test the lights, make sure they work. A lot of this stuff doesn't really matter, especially for daytime VFR. The lights, not required. The... Um, uh, what the hell is the other thing? The pedo heat's not required in Florida because it's never cold enough that you need that. Anyways, so I but I did the pre-flight to the best of my ability. I was looking for the, I was trying to test the quality of the fuel, like sumping some of it for water, because as we talked about the other day, water is heavier. It collects in the bottom of the tanks. It's like eight pounds a gallon, and av gas is only six. So I was thinking about that, but I was looking for the sumps. And it was in a... I don't think it's in a different spot from the 172. Maybe I just forgot where they are in the 172 because I'm stupid. But I did that. Then Roger showed... And then I did... I got the ATIS. I got the weather information. I got, like, the cloud cover, the wind, visibility, altimeter settings. Did that to calculate pressure and density altitude. I found a weight and balance sheet and calculated the, uh, the load and CG. Um... Gave all of that to my passenger when he showed up. I We determined, obviously, I was PIC. I was also pilot flying, and we're both pilot monitoring. Um, yep. So then we taxi out. My initial taxiing was not too good, but I solely blame Corey for sitting in my lap, as well as my iPad and, and um, notepad. And it's because I couldn't find the stylus for my iPad, or I wouldn't have even needed the notepad. But, yeah, I had all that stuff sitting in my lap in a plane that's even smaller than I'm accustomed to, and I haven't flown in forever. Yeah, it, it was not the best steering. So, we get to the run-up pad, and I toss all that shit in the back. Um, then I did the run-up. You know, nothing too special about the run-up You te in it for uh, 172, especially for VFR. Main thing is test the flight controls and test the mags. Uh, also, the carb heat. And you can test the load meter, which we did. So, we go up, we take off, come around the pattern, uh, that thing takes forever to climb, and I think part of it, we did, the first takeoff was with flaps, because it was a hot day, the plane was pretty much fully loaded to the ramp gross when we taxied out, I think we were at almost gross for the takeoff weight, um, so, we used flaps for the takeoff. And it's funny because you know, uh, at the at the airlines, you know, flaps up is at a thousand feet, or normally, you know, when I flew one seventy two, didn't use flaps. So taking off, flaps are still in, and I'm trying to climb, and I'm climbing like three hundred feet per minute for some reason, and I'm not getting any climb. It's like, hey, are you gonna do something about the flaps? I was like, oh, you're right. Anyways, then we climbed up, we went around the pattern really long pattern came in did a touch and go the approach was shoddy mainly because i didn't have the sight picture of the 152 um also it had there was a really unanticipated strong headwind like it was gusting so 
it was direct down the runway, but it was strong, and I was low, um, so I'm basically behind the power curve, full power, you know, fighting stall all the way down to the runway, and I was even saying, you know, at PSA, this would have easily been a go-around, right? Anywhere in the real world, not stable, you go around. Although, the landing was one of the most magnificent landings I've ever had, mainly because I touched the ground with, like, no airspeed, so the wind wheels just went blink, you know, flaps up, power in, and because we did touch and goes. We touched and we goed. Uh, we come back around. This time the approach was spot on, but the landing was a little harder than before. Not bad, but a little bit harder. You know, we had the right sink rate, so it was just stiff, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I flared too early. Then we go out to do, you know, actual air work. So we go out, we do the steep turns. My entry was good, you know, add power, trim back, slow entry to 45, somewhere between 45 and 50, because we're testing at the commercial level. Um, I kept rolling it back closer to like the 30 degree hash, and that was not, and then putting it back out, because I started to lose altitude. I recovered it, and it was still within ACS standards, but, you know, I should have added more power earlier. Plane is sluggish. Rolled out of the first one, rolled into the second one. I did have to get a warning that the uh, the rollout was coming because I was not really paying attention to it. I was trying to use the HSI, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to do it visual. But also the HSI was processed, so I was off. That actually screwed up the second one as well because I was 30 degrees off, and I was going to keep on rolling, but he told me to roll out. Uh, but I did, you know, one way, then the other way, rolled out at uh, proper altitude, heading, and airspeed, all within ACF standard. Steep turns are good. Then we did slow flight, power back, drop the flaps, air, pitch for airspeed, power for altitude, 50 knots, hold 50 knots, hold altitude, did it turn to the left, turn to the right, bada bing, bada boom, everything recovered it, everything's good. Then we did one unusual attitude, we did a nose high, so nose high, you do um, full power and then bring the nose down and roll back level. Uh, I was going to get sick if we did the other one, but if you would have done a nose down, first thing you do is chop the power, then you roll the wings level to unload the aircraft, like G-force, and then pull up to exit the dive. So, but I explained both of these even before we tested it, so he was happy with that. Uh, then the last thing we did was the emergency procedures, which I discussed earlier. He pulled my power, I told him what I was doing, brought me down to like three or 400 feet above the ground. There was a little road out in the Everglades that I was going to land on. And then at this point, I wanted to do stalls, but the way, the crappy climb performance of this plane, we would not have gotten up to uh, 3,000 for an hour. So we took it back in for the third landing. Tower gave us this weird entry. We're coming in from the northeast, northwest side of the airport over the bend in the sawgrass. And he wants us to join a left downwind for runway nine, meaning he wants us... To, we're heading, we're, we're, we're flying in the direction of southeast, and he wants us to fly west for the runway. When we're literally pointed at the runway, he wanted us to do a course reversal and then fly a pattern around and land, <laughs> which we ended up doing. We got sequenced behind a freaking beach jet, uh, I think it was. So we had to caution wake turbulence, but the approach was great. Touched. There was also a crosswind on landing, which I uh, kind of anticipated, but it was funny, right? I, I had my left aileron, I had my aileron into the wind, I had my opposite rudder, touched down on the upwind wheel, but I never touched down the right, the downwind wheel, so I started a cartwheel, I was like, no! 
I was so upset because my perfect landing was botched by that. Anyways, I am glad I finally got to describe that to you. We taxied in, no more further issued. Big brain parking skills, which I learned from my motorcycle. Um, put the plane back in place, filled out paperwork. I paid, I filled out my logbook, everything was good. We got coffee at Banyan, because Banyan Air Coffee. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to fill you guys in on that yesterday. That's what I should have done. Uh, that's what I've done today, and then you guys will have something fun tomorrow, and then you know the Monday Night Special is after that. So, yeah, we'll catch you then. See you later. Bye.